Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We have such an exciting episode today. I'm honestly so excited for you guys to be here. We have on an amazing guest. Her name is Sky Samurai, and we're going to sit down and talk about cosplay, EDM, flow community, OnlyFans. Um, so many topics. Oh. Amazing guest person we're just really really excited that you're here to listen to what she's got to say well this episode gave me some new energy some new outlook so i'm really excited to just get into it let's fucking do it Hi, everybody. We're super excited. We have Sky here, and she's going to tell us a little bit about, like, what she does. And uh, I'm just going to let her take the lead. Sky, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. My name's Maya. Uh, I go by Sky Samurai as, like, my performing persona because I feel like when you're first starting, that was kind of something that helped me kick off was picking a name that like empowers me and I'm a huge anime lover so that also played a part in the name and I've been kind of in the performing arts my whole life because my grandparents put me into dance they pretty much like raised me my mom was an art student like she went to school for art and didn't have like a crazy amount of money and was always working and stuff so like I got really fortunate to have the grandparents I did that were my grandma was a music teacher my grandpa was a science teacher so like they were adamant on making sure that I was active outside of school so I think that played a huge part in what I do and why I do what I do yeah, I, we checked out your uh, performance portfolio in your website, and it was super cool to see that you do, like, fire performances, and you hula hoop, and you do, like, all you also do cosplay. So I just kind of wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit about, like, maybe when did you start doing cosplay? So I started cosplaying four or five years ago. One of my friends, she's a hooper, her name is Samantha Novak. She's, I think, been hooping about as long as me, so I started in 2011 and got kind of exposed to music festivals through college and stuff and mm -hmm. that ended up leading to cosplay kind of i feel like it all just connects but yeah um, she, she hit me up because we had hula hooped a few times together and she needed another performer because her friends were djing a con in ohio called matsura con and they <laughs> had like they wanted like dancers on stage with them and it wasn't paid or anything but it was the probably the best gig i've ever had because it's just so much fun to be able to like perform for weebs because they're super appreciative <laughs> they're super fun everyone just dancing like it's it's a really good time and since then she asked me to come back three other times so i've been cosplaying ever since and like, I take it super seriously because she's, been, like, given me that opportunity to express it. That's so awesome. I guess one more question is cosplay and EDM. You say, like, they're interconnected. So, like, what's your favorite genre of EDM? Do you cosplay at festivals just for fun or is it just, like, a more performance-based? I, I, I definitely always wear costumes when I go to music festivals because, like, that's... You know, honestly, I see the intersection coming from it's supposed to be like safe spaces for people to be able to be what interested in what they're interested in and be as weird as they want to be yeah. and, you know, as crazy as they want to be. And I, so I feel like I've gotten the same fulfillment out of both is like yeah. just going there and like realizing like no one's judging me for being weird. And like it's just like festivals, you see some weird guy like 
uh, probably on drugs, but <laughs> over in the corner doing his thing, and he, everyone just finds their business, and you may end up making so many friends, and like you can just dress as weird as you want, and it's it's really nice, and I wish there were more spaces like that. I definitely miss raving a lot. Um, the, the pandemic's yeah. been hard for a lot of reasons, but I feel like for the past, I don't know how long it's been, but going to festivals has just really been like a safe space, like you said, but it's also just a space where I, I feel like I can just be myself and I don't have to worry about the world and what's going on. So I just feel like rave right now would be really it would cool. It would hit the spot. <laughs> I, yeah, I think raving has really helped me develop like my own fashion sense and style and really grow comfortable like with myself and my body just because before going to raves, like, I was self-conscious like about every aspect of my body and then I went to Paradiso and I was like oh my god everybody here is naked and they love themselves and they love everybody and I should be like I should do this too yeah I just I miss I miss wearing minimal clothing and running around and having a good time mostly in a community where everybody is so like accepting and most part yeah yeah (laughs) I I do feel like there has there has been an issue and I'm, I'm super happy because I think this year has been the first time where there's been like light bring like people writing articles about it like about the flow community being very centered like white centered um mm-hmm. and like kind of only highlighting artists if they're like skinny and blonde and like it, it was definitely a struggle I feel like I didn't actually feel a part of like the community until this past year when we all had to go inside and be inside and I ended up meeting all these Floridas who I knew through like virtual sites, but they were also like going live. And like, so I got to like talk to them, like we're talking right now and actually get like kind of a face-to-face interaction with these artists that intimidated me, even though we're doing the same things, just in different parts of the world. Like I couldn't name drop a few of my friends, like <laughs> Lee Jeffries and Lena and like Ruby Rabbit and Rager Rabbit and like just a a lot of badass women of color, honestly, has been, like, this year, I feel like I'm finally, like, just building this group of girl, like, performers that are just badasses, like, friends. It certainly looks badass. I was literally yeah. looking at these photos, and I was like, oh, my God, this <laughs> Ella, is... I, know. I was like, oh, I was like, goodness gracious, she, she's playing with fire. Like, I feel like every experience I've had with fire has been, like, a bad drunk one in the kitchen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> accidentally almost burning things down <laughs> absolutely so um, of course safety's number one always <laughs> yeah do you think that you just have the type of personality that you've always been like down to try something new even though it might be scary or is that something that you had to work on like maybe courage finding courage to try new things the funny thing about that is and this is like i feel like something i learned from anime but when you face your fears like that's the only way to conquer them. So I feel like, yeah, I definitely, like I have really bad social anxiety and it took me a while to go to cons, took me a while to make friends, introduce myself to the communities that I've been a part of basically for like 10 years. And I think that once I actually started doing them, it's not as scary as it is in your mind, pretty much. Yeah, there's definitely like like a little bit of like exposure therapy when it goes to doing stuff that's scary. I think for me, it took me so long to be in the EDM community to like make friends outside of the people I came mm-hmm. with. And it's just because I was just so scared because I'm like, oh my God, she's so pretty. And then, <laughs> you know, the person who you're like admiring and she turns around, she says, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I said I'm beautiful. <laughs> 
I know it's the best feeling ever and that's been happening a lot like online now I feel like because we're all at home and stuff people are more active on their socials so mm-hmm. I've been able to connect with people that like, like you said just scare the shit out of me but they're honestly really nice people <laughs> that's super cool something that I like wonder like since we know nothing about like cosplay can you um kind of just give us a little a little insight to like maybe what type of cosplay you do or which ones are like your like your favorite I don't even know the language genre fandom yeah oh for sure I, I like horror like if it's not scary and gruesome I don't want it <laughs> like I, 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 it. I grew up on like like murder shows so my mom let me watch like whatever I wanted it was probably not good but um (laughs) I I think that's pretty much like where I gravitate to like I like um psychological animes that kind of make you think and I've recently I did a Death Note cosplay for Halloween and I did Misa Misa and I made my partner's cosplay and he was a Shinigami and he's like tall and lanky so it was perfect if people are interested in cosplay I don't know if that was like the next question or not you can yeah, talk about totally. it. yeah okay one always do it for yourself because you know it's just about having fun and people can be super judgmental and I've definitely been told stupid stuff like oh you're black like why are you that character uh, like mm. that character's not black or like um they just don't even know what character I am because I'm brown like just stupid stuff like that so just always remember to do it for yourself and then it's super expensive and not all of us have money so I always try to remind people to take that into consideration because you know I I follow all these girls that cosplay on IG and sometimes it can be inspiring and sometimes it can be discouraging Mm -hmm. because you don't see all of the like hard work and the money and time that goes into it and my friend told me this is you're, you're either going to spend money or you're going to spend time when you want to cosplay a character. So you can either like really like, you know, watch tutorials on YouTube and figure out how to make it yourself and try to save some coins um, if you need to, or just throw all the money and do, do it because it's super fun and it's always really worth it. I like that you brought up a lot of kind of the critical points of doing cosplay do you see a lot of maybe microaggressions regarding skin color or just like being a person of color throughout the cosplay community is there like a bigger percentage of a certain race that does cosplay yeah for sure i'm 27 so i should mention that and part of the reason i do feel a little out of place at cons is because everyone's really young (laughs) um (laughs) but there's definitely i think a growing number of people that are of color or different races that are starting to feel more comfortable to do it and be open about it. Cause I think the biggest thing, I mean, obviously black people are a minority in this country, but I still like, I have so many black friends that love anime and that cosplay. Mm -hmm. So it's like, in my mind, I thought, no, there's like no black people that do this, but me. And then I started meeting all of them and I was like, they do it. I think we were just scared to like be open about it or something Mm -hmm. until this year and now it's like cool or whatever but (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that you were able to find and build your community within cosplay yeah my one of I just like keep thinking about one of my best friends that kind of like helped me break that like fear her name's destiny she goes by zebra and she just like posts whatever she wants and just is a queen and uh, like just kind of does her own thing and I took a lot of notes from her and she took a lot of notes from me and we feed off each other it's, it's a good 
healthy relationship. Ella, let's try cosplay. You know what? I'm down. Okay. Like, I I feel like for me, I've definitely admired cosplay for a really long time. And my cousin, he's gone to Comic-Con like for the past 10 years or whatever. But there's, it just seems like there's like a little bit of a barrier to entry. But I feel like now I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Like, let's just go for it. We're going to meet up with you <laughs> and you're going to have to show us the ropes. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I can't wait till cons open again. Uh, I, I just moved from Colorado, so I'm on the West Coast now. And so there's just like a whole new world. Well, once the world reopens of cons and stuff and people to meet i'm so excited i really hope things open soon that's really cool we'll catch you at the next one or at the next rave yeah you- just let me know so um i also noticed uh in your socials because i i stalked the shit out of your life obviously <laughs> um that you do have an OnlyFans, and i was wondering if you do your only fans and you mix that like with cosplay or like like how do you do it yeah, that's, like, the only way I think I would do it, because, like, I mean, there's this element of, like, it's a pandemic, and everyone's kind of struggling for cash right now, so there's been a lot, like, a big boom of that, of, you know, girls making them, and, and guys, and everyone, and, like, I think that part of it is this, like, sense of survival and having to do <laughs> it, but why not make it fun, you know, like, why okay. not, like, you know, make yourself feel sexy, get dressed up, and just, like, do it for you, and, you know, if they're subscribing, then they support you. They're your, you know, they're your supporters. So I actually feel like a, a decent amount of the people that follow me out honestly just saw me like through all my struggles of like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't have any money and I'm freaking out. I don't know how to pay my bills. And like, I think a couple of my subscribe subscribers like don't even want to see me naked. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so did you did you start using OnlyFans? I like during the pandemic. I actually started right before, like that December, <laughs> right before this all started. And thank God, because I think I had like 20 fans maybe at the time. And then it went up to like 50. And then I just, it that motivated me to try to like really, you know, put in the effort because it really is a job. And, mm-hmm. you know, you want to, you want to post like at least once a week or I, I know girls that post every day, but I try to like only have new content and just like post it's fresh, but I've definitely, there's a curve. I even had someone message me like, your content's gotten so much better since you started. And Ooh, like, I, fun. you get better as you go and you're doing it and get more comfortable. The, I think the hardest part is having to be your own makeup artist, your own mm. photographer. Like you have to know like what poses look good. I constantly have a mirror like, by me so i know what i look Smart. like you, you got any uh any tips for good angles because uh your girl struggles it is a real struggle i think that part of the i honestly think part of it is having a really good camera because mm-hmm. i my front-facing camera is kind of trash like and i have an iphone and i'm just like yeah. Yeah. why did i pay so much money for this phone and i'm looking at those <laughs> photos and i'm like those look so crisp and like professional and it's it gets really frustrating so you do have to take that into account like the more money you can pour into it the better it's going to be but i think that l- doing little things and just practicing really helps and everyone's angles are different and i still don't know my angles so <laughs> i think maybe if you guys are comfortable like sometimes having a friend to help shoot you that can be really helpful because then they can give you the pointers that you need to know (laughs) Ella (laughs) 
my new photographer. I mean, you know, whatever. We, we already do this venture. Just might as well add another one. Are there things that you, like, like and dislike about OnlyFans as far as, like, being a platform or just as it as a business in general? Yeah, I constantly feel like I'm kind of taking a risk that I would like to not have to take in some, like, in the future. So, like, I actually danced for two years. I was a stripper for two years. Injured, I got an injury, so I wasn't able to perform as much, and I wasn't able to find a lot of jobs in my city at the time. So I tried dancing, and again, it's like this really empowering experience, but it also kind of feels like this trap where, like, you constantly have to put more money in it and making content and to keep doing it, and then, you know, you kind of get in this, like, loop, and it's hard to really build up the, like, revenue and, like, really, like, see progress and like get out of that area so I feel like the biggest risk I feel sometimes is like someone's gonna like revenge post my nudes or something like on Mm -hmm. another site or like because like I definitely have enemies because I constantly like (laughs) troll like Trump supporters on the internet and like (laughs) get arguments with people so I'm a little little paranoid sometimes that someone's gonna leak it but that's why you always got to make sure it's your good angle so if it gets leaked maybe you'll become famous like in Kardashian. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's a good attitude to have. I definitely can relate with the podcast. Sometimes I say things and it's just like something I'm saying. I'm not really thinking about it. And then I'll have someone text me being like, I cannot believe you said that. And I'm like, shit. I don't yeah. even think about it that much. And then I'm, you know, whatever. Like you have your own insecurities. But like I sometimes have like an insecurity that it's going to creep up on me. Because I see people on YouTube who get dragged for things they said 10 years ago. So it's like, I don't even know where this we're going to be. Age well. Yeah, like this <laughs> might not age well. I've definitely said dumb things. And I, I don't know. I feel like I'm constantly trying to educate myself. And I feel like that's all that we can really do. And mm-hmm. like I try not to be like... I don't know, I just try not to be super hard on other people because then I just become more hard on myself and yeah, I don't know. Cancel culture has like this like double like negative and positive. Like mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen a lot of like my friend actually started the page uh, evidence against Space Jesus. That was like oh, her wow. like assaulter and so she like started this movement against like you know bass nectar jesus space jesus all these djs and i think that's a really good thing Mm -hmm. holding people accountable but then there's other like dark side of cancel culture where it's like oh we don't need any evidence just burn the witches Mm -hmm. like burn yeah yeah i just have a hard time when people have like clearly like there's people that haven't grown like when things are this happened last week like no you are not a whole new person but when things happen just from so long ago it's like i know for a fact that things i said 10 years ago when i was 16 years old is probably not a good representation of my thoughts and feelings nowadays i feel like the internet lasts forever and sometimes that permanency is a little bit scary Um, like doja cat got canceled and like that's a whole conversation you know (laughs) Um, for me i think going going back to nudes i really have a hard time sending nudes because i get really anxious i'm like this person i'm gonna end up on the internet like i know i'm gonna end up on the internet and it wouldn't be that big of a deal if i really ended up on the internet because like it's just my titties like you know whenever i do like i rarely ever i think maybe two people in the world have my nudie it takes me a really long time to even send it because i gotta find a an angle two i have to 
analyze and overanalyze for hours if this person is trustworthy <laughs> and then three i'm like what if i become famous and then the, like they sell this i'll leak my own nudes at that point i feel like only fans it's nice that you like control your content like and you're getting paid for it but there's something like unsettling about thinking about someone like taking your yeah noobs that's why i think people underestimate like partially how hard it is and how much of a risk it is and i have friends who are like real life sex workers who've mm-hmm. like just you know taught me like the things that they've been through and the th- but like also just really how empowering it is and i feel like it's just this battle right now that's happening with the internet where people think they're protecting sex workers by censoring them mm-hmm. but really all that does is takes away their pa- platform to do it safely and to survive safely yeah. and instead they're forced to do it dangerously or they're just they lose those protections that were there for people who are in being sex trafficked like who are to do it against their will those people are even more in danger now that we have this FOSTA SESTA censorship happening yeah. on the internet and um, only like OnlyFans, I feel like they don't do a good job of protecting their people, and I feel like they don't really care, and I feel like that is a big problem and an issue that I've kind of just been ignoring because I don't really have a choice right now, but if I could, I would use a different platform. There just really aren't that many right now. I mean, I we don't know how OnlyFans work, works because we don't um, have accounts, but how much do they take, like, a percentage of what you're making? I think it's, like, 10%. Damn. 20%. It's honestly annoying. Like, yeah, I really wish I, I usually drop my links for like Venmo and PayPal because mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's so annoying. It taxes everything. And they make so much money off us, but they don't do anything for us back. And they, they only ever advertise or like help people get more fans. If they're already like millionaires, like celebrity yeah. girls that are on there. Those are the only ones they advertise. Okay, I'll be honest. I've sometimes bought in some celebrity only fans just to see what it's up you know <laughs> and i'm just like disappointed like literally i'm just like no i don't like this the one that i did watch that like i low-key was like i didn't need to see this was trisha paytas i downloaded that just for shits and gigs and i was like this is i just don't know if this is what i wanted out of this experience like i just think this is a little too intense like i i went into it thinking it was gonna be like all the other celebrities where it's like they show their nipple mm-hmm. and then i was like Oh my god, that is like full-on pornography. <laughs> Which is totally cool. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. I've actually been told by a lot of other girls that are like on my level of OnlyFans. I feel like there's different like levels. There's girls that have mm. like thousands of followers, but I'm over here in like the tens and fifties, hundred at the most, like ever. But I was actually told by most of my friends to take off like anything that showed anything below the waist because actually from what i've heard is a lot of people charge extra so basically the platform is like a social media site so you can post whatever you want Mm -hmm. on the main page and you can message people and you can actually put you can send them like photos or videos with a locked screen and they have to pay to see that so Mm -hmm. the biggest tip i've been given recently is actually to not give away too much on the main page because you can charge you could you could charge for free and just have like content that isn't allowed on IG since they censor everything. <laughs> so you could yeah. put stuff that's like completely covered of you but still sexy and then charge like I see a lot of people doing that where they charge 
extra for the more lewd stuff. Yeah, I think that there's Smart. a misconception that you can just like throw nudes on OnlyFans and that's the like then you're just gonna be raking in <laughs> money. The dough. Yeah. But it's an actual legitimate job and like takes strategy. So like everyone who's on OnlyFans is like a business person. Mm-hmm. You have to. I think my biggest tip right now that I could give seek out creators that know what they're doing. I think the mm-hmm. biggest person that I follow right now is Nina does it all and she's a stripper um, but she also on her website she does tutorials for people that want to start early fans that want to do it the right way that want to start their own business um, there's also I can't remember her her IG is like stripper something but she just like got out of the club by creating like this whole clothing line and so she also has like tutorials basically on how to start your own business and get out of the sex work industry that's, that's so awesome. cool I got chills we'll definitely ask you for those links and put them on yeah. our like ig so people you know can can get there what type of clothes does she make stripper clothes i (laughs) love that yeah like sexy basically bikinis and like shiny stuff (laughs) i don't know i thought well i didn't think like a lot about stripping but like college was hard you know sometimes you gotta you, you suss out your options and i just i don't think i'm confident enough for stripping I was so unconfident. Stripping made me makes you have to be confident because you're on a stage, ass naked in front of a whole bunch of people. I took so I, you know, I did gymnastics or whatever, and so I was like, oh, this pole class is gonna be like easy, and it was like the hardest exercise slash thing I've ever done. Like I've done dance and gymnastics my whole life, but I literally was like, oh my god, this is way harder. And then I was thinking. Especially when it's spinning. Oh, yeah. And I was like, how do people do inversions and climb up and down this and drop down into splits? Like, I'm trying to, like, hold on to the pole and go around one time and it's, like, not working. But the, the instructor was really cool. She was like, you know, it's just, you know, just it takes some time. Like, you know, and I was like, I don't know if this is for me, man. You got it. It's it is a it is a mental like mind over matter thing. But I feel like strippers also they work long hours. Like mm-hmm. the club I worked at, they wanted us in by eight p.m. and we didn't close till four a.m. Oh. And it was awful. And we we were allowed to take like one fifteen minute break, and that was it. And it I mean we could like take smoke breaks up, but I didn't smoke or anything. So like yeah. it just it was miserable. But what else do you do but get better at pole? And that was pretty much what mm-hmm. made like. I probably would have stopped dancing earlier if it hadn't been for how fun pull is mm. as hard as this is yeah that's so cool i know you so so do you make um your own cosplay outfits i'm starting to a little bit it's definitely hard i think that came from poverty really <laughs> <laughs> just like shit dolls kill wants 80 dollars for that fuck well, that girl <laughs> berenice shout out all day every day but berenice is an amazing artiste but she's made all my rave outfits for like the past four years and like most of the time it was just because i well no because she does great work but then i also was like we were poor yeah i was like i'm not gonna give this random website 80 dollars. i don't know who makes this like yeah. i'd rather just give my friend 40 dollars than give a random company 80 dollars. you know it was really fun we had a great time so yeah in college um i think i did was if you bought if you went to joanne's you bought your own fabric i'd just make your outfit fit for free because um i studied design in school so it was helping me gain like knowledge and experience working with different materials and i was helping out my homie who needed an outfit for the rave you know see i could have used that when i was first starting performing (laughs) because 
I did everything. Like I would like order costumes and then send them back like after the gigs, like just because it's like you get this opportunity in front of you. And that's like another thing I was going to say with performing and cosplay is just be ready for those like opportunities to do it mm -hmm. because when you're working hard, like those, they do come and you just have to be ready. And like it, I mean, when you're poor, like there's only so much you can do. So like, mm -hmm. I would just figure out anything I could, but that would have been nice to have you making me costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here, girl, hit me up. I would say, do you have like any final thoughts, any words of wisdom? I've had so much fun like listening and I feel, I feel inspired and energized, but do you have like any last words of wisdom for thanks for your concern fans? be yourself i don't know this is okay i saw wait okay you have a really cool quote on your website that i was like i'm inspired with a lot of dedication you can channel your inner rage into flaming blades of fury that will light up the world around you and guide yourself and others out of the darkness i love that i don't know where that came from that that i definitely wrote that but <laughs> yeah not usually that well spoken. That's a quote? Yeah, I, I did. I, I was looking for a quote to put on my page and I was like, okay, let me think about it. Like, what did I, like, what really did I do? I took my rage at the world and my lack of like opportunities for what I went to school for and I turned it into art. And I feel like alchemy has always been like really cool to me. And that's kind of like mm. a similar concept. So it's just, yeah, taking that shit and turning it into gold. Love <laughs> I love that. that. Love that. <laughs> I don't know. Some days things just speak to you, yeah. you know. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been so fun to talk to you and like I always like finding random like-minded individuals that like the same stuff as me and it's really cool that we can like connect over the internet during this time. Stay healthy and be safe and like just enjoy the little things, I guess. Like just try to find something to keep going. Well, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you so much um for just being vulnerable and opening up uh we would love to have you again sometime um and you know may we see you at the next rave um la you go yeah so i am really excited about my plug of the week it's going to be sad riot and they are a clothing and accessory brand you can find them at sad underscore riot they are uh, an artist duo formed in the Pacific Northwest on occupied Duwamish land. We create art that is a reflection of our Korean and Chikan X heritage. Anyways, they have super awesome quality clothing and all of their pieces include original art. They also have pins and stickers, so it is accessible to everyone. So go check them out. All right. My plug of the week goes for Liberal Jane and uh, her name is Caitlin Blooney and she her caption on Instagram is drawing body hair and making people mad since 2016. Love that. She does like political drawings and does a lot of like stop body policing with graphics. My existence isn't about how attractive you find me um really cool art and overall um i just love the attitude of her artwork and the the whole vibe as a whole so check her out at liberal jane um i will put it on instagram and we're gonna plug our guest our guest is at r at sky samurai and that's sky sk ye on instagram and there are links in her bio to her other platforms she's super dope follow her all right everyone that is the episode we had such a good time we want to thank our guest again sky samurai for taking the time to talk to us i think that this was such a cool conversation 
about a lot of really relevant issues mm-hmm. that maybe I'm not an expert in. So it was really cool to sit down with like an expert and talk about it. I rarely meet someone that I like more than myself. I like her more than myself. <laughs> She's pretty dope. So we will definitely, she is always invited back on. So you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, like, rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps mm-hmm. us out a lot. And you can find us at our socials at thanks for your concern and my personal is at ella l tutor and mine is at bernice diaz m we'll see you guys next week bye Bye.